Do you remember back at the advent of the internet, as we were all just starting to use this brand new communication technology, and we decided to use it for petty fandom gripes like who's better, Picard or Kirk? Uh, yeah. In, in so many ways, this episode of Star Trek Picard felt like they were answering it by going, look, he can out Kirk Kirk. How much Kirk could Picard Kirk if Picard could Kirk Kirk? It was still good. I still enjoyed it. But like so many things on the series so far, it felt like an answer to a bad internet forum. And Star Trek, Star Wars, sci-fi in general, you're better than this. Let's talk about the most recent episode of Star Trek Picard on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about the most recent episode of Star Trek Picard, episode 6, The Impossible Box. And I've got a lot of feels. Don't worry, we'll talk about it without and with spoilers. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And that is why I do this in the first place. And if you're listening to me on one of the platforms that doesn't allow you to rate podcasts, if you feel like it, please share the podcast with your friends because that helps the podcast to grow as well. Alrighty. Uh, so I, I, I really feel like this episode... You remember that episode of the original series where there's a transporter malfunction and two Kirks end up on the show, on the ship? There's the good Kirk that has all of his good qualities and all the, and the bad Kirk who has all of his bad qualities, who is apparently a rapist, but let's not worry about the traumatized victim of rape. Yeah, that show had problems sometimes, but... I bring that up because that's kind of my experience watching Star Trek Picard over the last, like, three episodes, let's say. Because it's like, I get started, I turn it on, and the transporter accident happens. Like, hitting play is the transporter accident. And there is a part of me that loves the show. That really, truly, honestly loves the show. And then there's the part of me that's like, why are they... No, that, why, why, why? And they're fighting on the inside of me. And if I can make another TOS argument, it's kind of like that episode with the people that are half black and half white that are fighting with each other and they're just going to destroy the world because they just don't understand that they should just get along. These two sides of me are just in this titanic struggle for how I actually feel about this series. I like it. It's enjoyable. 
I've heard some people say some very superlative things about it, and I'm sorry, but if we're doing that horrible thing of ranking sci-fi series, The Expanse is still the best sci-fi series that you can watch right now. It it is. This is good. The Expanse, still better. Um, But having said that, it's good. It's good. It's better than a lot of what we've seen. And hopefully it will continue to improve and continue to get better. The problem that I have is that it's mixing extremely cliche storylines with really compelling storylines. It's like they had one good idea for this series. And that's actually the whole Picard, Borg, Soji, Android thing. That's the one thing that they had. The really interesting idea. And they maybe had a second really interesting idea, but I, I'm still on the fence about it In the, with the character of Raffi. Because I, I think there's an interesting kernel of a story there. But I can't really say too much about that without going into spoilers, so a lot of that's going to have to wait. But every other character, every other arc, has felt like it's been ripped out of a some other work and just put in for filler. Now, they may bring me around on Narek's storyline, but you know it shouldn't be making me think about comedies that came out in the early aughts. Because... There were many spoofs of spy movies that came out in the early aughts from your Austin Powers to your Undercover Brothers and all that. And this feels like a plot taken from one of those. Not to mention the fact that the relationship between Narek and his sister gives not only me, but like a lot of people. I see it in a lot of different reviews that refer to them as Jamie and Cersei Romulan and other variations of that. It's very Game of Thronesy, and I know if we want to be edgy, we put in incest now, apparently. And while I don't know that they're actually knocking boots or that they ever have, there there's there's an odd sexual tension between these siblings that I just is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Rios is a stock character that has been put in for reasons. And uh, don't even get me started about Dr. Girardi, because she is such a cliche character in every possible way. And then there's the story with Picard and Soji and everything that's going on there. And it's so compelling. And Hugh and the Borg and all of that. And it's so compelling. And yet it's living beside this other story that I I don't care about. Like I want to, like I want to care, especially about Raffi. I like Raffi and I want, I can't, we'll talk about her in spoilers. I want want them to do right by her that this, oh, this episode really upset me about that, but we'll talk about that in spoilers. But the rest of it, like, Apparently, Elnor has force powers now, I guess. I don't know. I I don't don't know. I'm I'm very divided. And I think you've been able to see it in the show notes that I've been writing for these episodes and in just my delivery about it. Because I really do like this show. And 
if I had to choose between it and Star Trek Discovery as the show that should continue, like if that were some kind of, you could only have one of these, I would definitely pick it over Star Trek Discovery. I, I enjoy it a lot more. But at least the characters in Discovery are trying to be their own character. They don't feel stolen. They don't feel like carbon copies of things that I've seen before. For the most part. So, uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. And this is the war that's going on. And it's becoming increasingly difficult for me to talk about this series because... The stuff that I love, oh, I really love it. In this episode, oh, when we get to spoilers, there's some moments that were so mm, powerful and moving and wonderful. And then there's basically everything that did not involve Jean-Luc Picard that just felt phoned in and unnecessary and filler. And that brings down the quality of the show. And I don't want it to do that. I mean, at this point, Dr. Girardi has existed. Agnes is there as a filler plot point to do things that the plot requires of her that are extremely predictable and I guess necessary for the plot to go on. But she's she's not a character in her own right. And this episode, more than any other proved that to me. She's not a character in her own right. I kept trying to come up with theories for her and for Rios, and we've talked about several of them on the show. No, they're, they're, they're just filler. They, they, they just exist because they exist. And because they're paying the actors to show up, they're giving them stuff to do, even though it doesn't matter for character development. It doesn't matter for the theme of the series. It doesn't matter for the plot. They're just, well, with the exception of one thing that Agnes did last week, and the one time she was an info dump for Jean-Luc Picard, but being the exposition character does not entitle you to having a plot arc of your own when you have nothing to do. And maybe I'll come around on her. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there will be a moment when I re- contextualize my entire experience of her and I see her in a new light and I go, oh, okay. And maybe the same with Rios and Elnor. But for now, I don't know why they're there other than just to fill time because the interesting part of the story doesn't fill up the full 42 minutes. And that's sad. Now, I don't think I can say anything else without going into spoilers. So if you have not seen Star Trek Picard episode 6 of 10, we finally have a plot now. I mean, <laughs> the impossible box, and you don't want to know anything that happened in it. Go watch it, come back, and listen to the rest of the episode, because, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. You've been warned. Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Let's get the two most egregious things just out of the way before we, we, we get to the good stuff. Because there's a lot of good stuff. It's just, there's these weird, annoying things that are happening for reasons I do not understand. So one, 
Okay, so Girardi and Rios hooked up because grief, man, and it at least makes me feel good for a couple hours. Oh. Okay, they're fine. Fine. But it doesn't serve any purpose. Like, it really served no purpose. It doesn't show... It Well, apparently Rios is up for anything. Space booty is space booty, because he kind of protests a little bit and then gets walked off with her to do whatever she wants, because, okay, space booty is space booty. Respect. You know, sometimes you just want some space booty. Got it. Doesn't really teach me anything about his character, though. Especially a character who has been shown to be looking for how you find life, meaning in life with the knowledge that you will die. Like that's like the seed that we've gotten of his character. The fact that he's carries around a book and has been shown reading a book on that topic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The idea that, so his contribution to this entire episode is okay. If you want space booty call, I'll be a space booty call. And Agnes, I just murdered the love of my life and then had to lie about it because nobody thought to turn on the EMH and have the EMH rat me out because the EMH knows that I murdered him because even though it randomly turns on throughout all of the episodes leading up to this, it for some reason is not going to randomly turn on and rat me out for murdering him. So I'm just going to go do a space booty call with Rios. Because that'll make me feel better for at least a little while. I don't care. I don't care. I I had like very little interest in Agnes. And like the fact that this wasn't even used for cheap TNA, and I'm not saying that the show needed cheap TNA, but like it serves no purpose. It doesn't matter for the plot. It doesn't matter for the theme. It doesn't matter for the character development of any of these characters. They're just informing us, oh, by the way, they had a space booty call. Okay, space booty. Get some, whatever. That that's okay. And it's just the pointlessness of it that that upset me, and that's why it is number one. Because number two is what they did to Rios. Not not to Rios. I'm sorry. To see, I can't even keep my name straight because everything has me so frustrated right now. What they did to Raffi in this episode is almost completely unjustifiable. I, I get it. This version of Picard is so mission-focused. Like, like we saw him get before in The Next Generation. I'm not saying it's a new trait that they gave him, but whoa, they're really magnifying it in this episode and in this series. He's so mission-focused that while she's in a state of utter devastation, has sequestered herself in her room, drinking and smoking snake weed and getting high and giving into her addictions and just in a complete self-destructive spiral. Picard takes it on himself to risk a war between the remnants of the Romulan Star Empire and the Federation over going to the artifact without permission. So they wheel this suffering person who's in a self-destructive spiral out of her room, make her do something that causes her to lose a professional and personal relationship 
and then just wheel her back to her room so she can continue her self-destructive spiral. Because every character who is not Jean-Luc Picard is in this story as a tool. They have a function that they have to fill, and that's all they matter for. And yes, we get a moment where Rios goes and brings her coffee when, I don't know, maybe that was the space booty call that he was trying to get. I don't know. (sighs) Just going to look at him as space booty from now on. Yeah, coffee is going to fix everything. No, she needs a counselor. She needs help. She needs a friend. And okay, coffee may be symbolic of that and whatever, but you're letting this woman completely self-destruct and encouraging it and continuing it by burning contacts of hers in a moment when she's vulnerable because it serves the greater good. And, oh, I just can't. I just can't. And the third thing is Elnor. (sighs) Okay. I I like the idea of the Malat. I like the idea of what they're doing with him. How did he know where Picard was? How did him transporting in not tip off the Romulans and cause everything to go haywire? And is he dead now? I'm I'm assuming he and Hugh are going to miraculously survive somehow. And we're going to connect with him later or his death is going to happen maybe on screen, maybe off and be yet another thing to weigh on the soul of the great Picard. Cause there, there was a lot of a sense of finality in that. I'm not leaving you again. And Oh, it lightens my heart to hear you say that. And now go moment. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, <sighs> Okay, so all of that out of the way. Because this is the problem. All of that was terrible. And yet, this episode had probably one of the most powerful things I've seen, not only in sci-fi, but in movies or television in a long time. And that's that watching Picard have to deal with the trauma of having been Locutus. Having that moment where he's sitting at his desk looking at that picture of himself as Locutus, and they move the camera around so that the image, the hollow image of Locutus is superimposed over his face, and you see him reach up and touch his face to remind himself that the Borg implants aren't there. And to watch him wilt as he transports over by himself into the Borg cube and start just having flashbacks and that PTSD just really pounding him hard into the ground. And having Hugh have to come up to him and say, this isn't the Borg ship. This is the artifact. And you are not Locutus. You are Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, that was so powerful. Like that had so much meaning and purpose and power and made the episode. But it still had the other stuff. Like, I just don't know how to wrap my head around And this is really the discussion I want to be having with you all. I don't know how to wrap my head around how good this show can be. Because as much as the Narek stuff is boring, Soji is not. Soji is interesting. 
Narek is just a function in her story, and he will probably sacrifice himself to save her from his sister because that's how he will atone for what he did. Blah, blah, blah. I expect that. I don't have high hopes for the writing of any character that's not Jean-Luc Picard. Or Soji. Soji's character arc has been interesting, and it's been powerful, and it's been moving, and Jean-Luc's has been moving and powerful. And last week, Rafi's storyline was so impactful and so strong and so good and then this week we need you and we're gonna have you do this thing so because we need you and then we're gonna wheel you back and let you continue your self-destructive spiral i just don't i i just don't know how to deal with this show it's good and it's not good simultaneously but the parts of it that are good are so good that they do outweigh the parts of it that i just like the space Buddha call. <sighs> Just, I don't, what, why, why? So yeah, I really want to hear from you. If you're, if you're watching the show, if you like it, if you don't like it, I'm not saying that you have to have either emotion. I, I really don't care. I am curious what other people are thinking about this and how you're, if you're like me enjoying it and having serious problems with certain aspects of it, how are you resolving that cognitive dissonance? in yourself. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep the keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do, including the Facebook group that nobody uses. <laughs> but I'd like to get started over at projectshadow.com. Alrighty. Um, yeah. If you haven't already rated or subscribed to the podcast, please do so. That does help out a lot. If you have a dollar you can pass my way, it does help out more than you know, especially because I'm about to go into a round of ads to support the show. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link for both my Patreon and listener support. Anything that you can do really does help build the podcast and make everything better. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like the podcast, do share it with them. That helps out more than you could possibly know. Alrighty, until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.